Hello everyone, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by Tom Walker. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. This show is as ever brought to you in partnership with SpreadX, the UK's leading website for sports spread betting. SpreadX offer not just the spread markets which they've made their name in, they also offer a full fixed odds service, just like any other main bookie you'd find out there and you probably use on a weekly basis. So uh, definitely go and check them out. We've got a podcast special offer on for you at the moment. Bet 25, get 25 by going to spreadx.com forward slash FBP. Yeah, exciting times. Uh, be partnering with SpreadX. Every price that we read out today will be directly from uh, SpreadX themselves. So... Full fixture list, Tom. We only had one game postponed last week, which we're moving in the right direction. The weather's getting better. Somehow, I still managed to have that on my treble. Um, it was it's not only, a surprise, is it? <laughs> no, it was the only game to record off, and somehow I, I picked it out. But surely this weekend, we're going to have every single team in action. You certainly think so, wouldn't you? Um, very good weather across the UK at the moment. So, yeah, should get a, a full weekend's worth of action across all the leagues. Um, we'll touch briefly on last week. Very disappointing. Um, early kickoff experiment was an absolute failure with regards to the bomb-proof trebles. I had an early kickoff in my treble. You had an early kickoff in your treble. We know everybody hates them. We believed in the teams, Chelsea and Brentford, respectively, in each treble. However... They both let us down. Unfortunately so, yeah. It uh, got to three o'clock and it was an empty feeling. Uh, but we'll yeah. touch on that more as the show goes on, Tom. We have to start in the Premier League. Yeah, so just quickly going to go through the Premier League Championship, League One, League Two, picking out the betting highlights as ever. Um, first game then, Man City against West Ham. City 2-9, to nine. the draw 11-2. to two. West Ham 12 to 1. And despite the fact that West Ham are on a very good run of form, in fourth in the table, won three of the last four, this Man City side, I can't see him losing at all anytime soon. 19 consecutive wins, 26 games unbeaten. Um, thoroughly justifying the 2 to 9. Anything else that you. that you get from this game? Any other markets you might have seen? Or do you reckon it's just a. City will win it, happy days, move on. Yeah, I've got one stat that I was doing my research. You don't have to do a, a lot of research, you know, on the big teams. You know, two to nine, no one wants to hear, you know, how great Man City are at that price. Uh, not that we don't think it's a great price. Spread X, partners, cough, cough. But uh, Man City haven't trailed since November. Wow. So, and it will be the it'll be March Eve pretty much this this weekend. So that is some going, and I saw that stat and decided to not go any further. West Ham might get a goal, they might get a goal, but City are just unbelievable right now. So yeah, uh, nothing other than City, I'm afraid. Right then, uh, West Brom Brighton then is the three o'clock game. West Brom sixteen to five, the draw twelve to five, and Brighton nineteen to twenty. Brighton 
somehow managed to lose their derby against Crystal Palace on Monday night. I don't know if anybody was watching it, who's listening to the show, but it seemed like Brighton peppered them all game and Palace had two shots on target and scored two goals. I just feel like with Brighton, they play nice football. Um, it's attractive, but they have problems getting the ball in the net. And that is what really worries me. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, West, the big difference for me in this game, and it's a very small sample size, but I really like the look. I've said it before on the show of Mbe Dian, Dian, Diagni. Diagni, something like that. Yeah, the West Brom striker they got in January. He looks, he looks a handful. He's only got, um, he's only got the one league goal so far. But you know, I'm, I'm confident that he'll put it in the back of the net and given an opportunity. And we, like you said, Tom, with with Brighton, Morpé, you know, when he's on it and when he's notching them in, he, he plays like he's a 20-goal season striker. But, you know, the matter of fact is he's got seven in 23. Next top scorer after him is Lewis Dunk with three. So That's not good enough. It tells no, you what you need to know, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I personally don't see um, anything worth betting on here, to be honest with you. I mean... Do you have anything in terms of result-wise? No. 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 I mean, under 2.5 goals is odds-on at 4-6. to six. That's what I would be backing if I had to have something on this game. Yeah, OK. Uh, I'd agree with that. Let's move to the 5.30 Leeds against Villa then. Hopefully a little bit more for us here. 13-10 to 10 for Leeds, 11-4 uh, for the draw and 2-1 to one for Villa. I know we've kind of said both of these teams have been on the ban list. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I predict every Leeds result incorrectly, whether it's going to be the outright market or both teams to score or not. I feel like whatever I go for, the opposite tends to happen with Leeds. But I do feel fairly comfortable that Leeds should win this game. 13 to 10 is not a bad price. Um, we've seen them win the last couple of home games. They've beaten Southampton 3-0, Palace 2-0. Villa have been... Very hit and miss, uh, potentially missing Jack Grealish for this game as well, which is a big blow for them. Um, I'd be much more confident back in Leeds than Villa in this at 13-10. to 10. But saying that, it, Leeds are a, an absolute nightmare to predict. They are. You, you're spot on. On my notes here, I've got both are on band list. However, <laughs> however, I, I do like Leeds and I've got three main reasons. Uh, Grealish's injury, Matty Cash's injury and how good Rafinha is playing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will probably be the difference without Grealish on the pitch. And yeah, Leeds, as you said, Tom, we've predicted them incorrectly almost every week and it's not going to change between now and the end of the season. We're going to have some complete stinkers with them. But yeah, 13 to 10, I, I've got a fancy Leeds at the moment. Definitely, definitely. Okay, then Newcastle Wolves is the 8 o'clock on Saturday. Newcastle 13 to 5, the draw 11 to 5, and Wolves 5 to 4. Um, anything you like from this one? Wolves seem to have picked up a bit, three wins in the last four. Yeah, they're not exactly exhilarating, are they, at the moment? But no. but they have they have picked it up. Uh, wins against Arsenal, Southampton, and Leeds in their last five games will give them a bit of confidence. Newcastle, 
one week they look safe. The next week it looks very precarious, doesn't it? Um, I think both of these teams, to be honest with you, Tom, are struggling going forward, particularly Newcastle. Under 2.5 goals is what I want to tip. Our partners at SpreadX have that odds on at 4-7. to seven. Even with uh, the... I mean, have a look at Wolves in the last couple of, of games. They've had a Pedro Neto um, world-class goal, which is not going to happen every week. Adama Traore smashes one from 25 yards off the bar, hits the goalie on the back and rolls in. There's an element of luck there that I don't think will continue. And I think Newcastle are going to go into pretty much every game under Bruce. Nothing new here. Not to lose. That's their first yeah. That's their first objective. Don't lose. And uh, yeah. it might not be enough to get a win. Yeah. Okay, then Sunday. Palace against Fulham kicks us off at 12 o'clock. This one is on BBC One. Palace are 5-2 to two for the win. The draw is 21-10. to 10, And Fulham are the favourites here, 5-4. to four. Um, I was really... Umming and ahhing about this one, I I don't feel confident going for either side here. But I do think that Palace is a, perhaps a little bit more respect in terms of the odds here. Five to two for Palace, the home side, is it's quite a big price. They, they are capable, absolutely, of getting a win over Fulham here, I'm sure. Yeah. I appreciate no Zaha in this game. But, you know, they, we saw against Brighton, clinical, had two chances Took them both, and uh, yeah, Fulham at six to five. I I don't trust them enough. You know, this is an eighteenth place Fulham. Yeah, I know. I know. I I mean, I'm on the side of Fulham to get something. I was having a look at double chance uh, Fulham, so that's draw or Fulham. It's priced at three to ten. I I just don't I just don't see enough from Palace, Tom. To be honest with you, and and you know, as you said, without Zaha, it's it's hard to back them. Especially Tom, you just mentioned the. The Brighton result, they got absolutely peppered. Yeah. Um, and they're not going to come away with a win um, off the back of that every week. So, yeah, yeah, I'd be looking towards a Fulham persuasion. Again, sounding like I'm trying to, uh, you know, suck the fun out of everything. But this just screams under 2.5 again to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, odds on again, four to seven. We could be in line for a potentially very boring weekend <laughs> in the Premier of, League. Hopefully plenty of drama, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I don't foresee... Do you know what? I'm sure no matter how many under 2.5 games there are, Leeds and Villa will uh, make up for it, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, so Leicester-Arsenal then. Might be potentially a few goals in this one. 29-20 to 20 for Leicester, 9-4 to 4 for the draw and 15-8 to 8 for Arsenal. I fancy Leicester in this game, twenty nine to twenty. It's it's a decent enough price. Um, they've won the last three games at the King Power against Arsenal in the league, so two nil, three nil, and three one across the last um, few seasons. So they've got a good record at home against Arsenal, and I I just feel like I'm not convinced that much by Ars- by Arsenal at the moment. They went behind early against City last weekend, then then played all right to be fair to them, but. You know, look at some of their other results. Losing to Villa away, uh, drawing with Benfica, scraping a win at home in the dying seconds in the Europa League return leg on Thursday night. Um, I just feel unconvinced, whereas I'm, I feel much more confident in this Leicester side who are on, on a very good run of form. Yeah, when, when do we start treating Arsenal differently? 
I mean, Tom, they're in eleventh. They're fifteen points yeah. off Leicester. Um, when when do we when do we? I mean, if if Arsenal weren't called Arsenal, and you know this was Southampton we were talking about that are in eleventh, you know, lost eleven of twenty five this season. I don't think we'd be all over Leicester. Yeah, we'd be all over them. So I know Arsenal have got some, you know, Aubameyang, etc., etc. You know, class players on their day. But the, the matter, the fact is, they're down in eleventh, and we're talking about a Leicester side that's third in the league, and you know is. Uh, level on points uh, with United in second. So, yeah, for me, this is pretty straightforward. Yes, Arsenal always have the potential uh, with personnel to turn up and, and beat most teams on their day. But I think Leicester, 29-20, is a really good price. Yeah. Right then, Spurs-Burnley, 8-15 to for Spurs, 3-1 to for the draw, 11-2 to for Burnley. Spurs should win. But I'm so unconvinced by Tottenham right now. I really am. I wouldn't go anywhere near them at eight to fifteen, to be honest. But it wouldn't surprise me if they did win. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, Burnley as well. You know, lost one of their last five games. They're in a good bit of form, aren't they? And yeah, I, I just don't see any uh, any reason why you'd back Spurs. To be honest with you. So that leads us then to arguably the biggest game in the Premier League this weekend. It's Chelsea against Manchester United at 4.30. Chelsea, the home side, priced at 5-4. to four. Uh, The draw, 11-5. And Manchester United, 12-5. Second place, fifth here. May United in second, Chelsea in fifth. Chelsea, six points behind Manchester United. Both played the same amount of games. Uh, I've been impressed with Thomas Tuchel um, and how he's... Made this Chelsea side really hard to beat. No losses in nine consecutive games. They're just solid, aren't they? They've conceded just two goals in the games that Thomas Tuchel's been in charge. But I don't fancy them enough on the nose. I'm more tempted to go with under 2.5 goals here, which is 4-5. to five. This is a game that Manchester United will be more than happy to come away with a point and not lose. You know, sometimes there's games where you really set up to try and win. Obviously, you won't win every game of football, but sometimes you will probably be happy with a draw. And I think in this game, Manchester United will be happy with a draw away at Chelsea, considering the form Chelsea are in. I think it'll be quite tight. Um, and I think, yeah, under 2.5 is probably the way to go for me, rather than result-based. Hmm. OK, yeah, I, I'm completely in line. Under 2.5 is exactly what I'd like to tip. Uh, this is a little bit of a murky statistic that I have. So you can ignore it or you can interpret it. But so far, there's been 18 meetings between the traditional big six. So that does not, for some reason, include Leicester. It includes Arsenal. Uh, Five of the uh, 18 games have finished nil-nil. If we get one more nil-nil between these six teams, it will surpass the Premier League record that was set in 1994-1995. So these games uh, between the Champions League uh, chasing teams traditionally have hyped a lot, as, as you know, media companies do. Uh, they gain a lot of uh, viewership on TV, etc. But ultimately, they're, they're dull affairs. And I don't think with uh, uh, Tuchel coming in that things are going to change there. And mm. yeah, under 2.5, uh, 
is definitely what I'd be siding with there. Right then, finally on Sunday, we'll move to Sheffield United against Liverpool. Sheffield United priced at 13-2. to The draw 4-1 to and Liverpool, the away side, priced at 2-5. to uh, I don't know if you've found anything from this game, but one, Liverpool will probably win it. But at 2-5, to considering they've lost four games in a row, I'm going nowhere near it. Yeah, I spent three seconds on this game. I looked at it. I thought, geez, don't fancy Liverpool. Don't fancy Sheffield United. However, Liverpool will probably win. You're right. And I just moved on. I, I just didn't even waste any time looking into it, to be honest. Right. Um, let's do the final game then, which is the Monday game. Did you spend any more time looking into this one? It's Everton against Southampton. Everton are 6-5. to five. The draw is 5-2 to two and the Saints are 9-4. to four. Uh, What do you fancy here, if anything? Everton. Everton. I, I, I can't not fancy Everton after their uh, performance against Liverpool. Yes, in their uh, previous two home games, they lost to City, but everyone's losing City and alarmingly at home to Fulham. But I, I, I think that was a blip. They were so impressive against Liverpool, who, yes, a, a bit of a wounded animal. But Southampton have been just dire. Recently, their only win has come over uh, recently has come against Wolves in the FA Cup. I mean, in the Premier League, they've been terrible, Tom. Absolutely. Yeah, and typically, typically we go against them on the bomb proof treble last weekend against Chelsea. They draw. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, agreed. They they managed to pull that out of the fire, but you know, in terms of a Premier League win. You know, we're look, we're looking back at that one nil win against uh, Liverpool on the fourth of January. Mm. I I get what you're saying completely. I'm more on the side of I'm going to leave this alone. Everton really? at home scare the life out of me. Oh, like you know, you you mentioned the losses to City and Fulham. If you go a little bit beyond that, uh, they lost the game prior to the Fulham game two nil to Newcastle. That's terrifying. <laughs> then they drew with Leicester and then they lost to West Ham. So they've not won in five games at home, losing four of them, three of them to nil. It just concerns me too much. Do you know what? It's <clears throat> excuse me. It's the 15th best home record against the 15th best away record. So if, if you want a little bit of, you know, if you want me to counter that argument, yes, Everton have been better away from home. They've actually got the fourth best record away uh, from home in the Prem this season. But Southampton are just as bad on the road. That's my, yeah. that's my counter, right? Fair enough. Anyway. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, so for you, Everton, for me, I'll probably just leave it. But um, we'll see. It wouldn't surprise me if Everton did win, to be honest. It's just that record worries me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there we go. Um, that wraps up the Premier League then. So we'll just take a couple of minutes now to talk about our sponsors of the podcast, SpreadX. So as we mentioned at the top of the show, you can get £25 in free bets if you go to spreadx.com forward slash FBP and deposit and bet £25. SpreadX offer, as you'd expect, lots of spread markets. So they've made their name in the spread betting industry. And when we talk about spread betting, you know, you get all your 
normal markets where you can buy spreads, so teams to win, the total number of goals, total number of bookings, corners, just like you would on your fixed odds markets. But you also get lots of different variations on markets. Let's take the Chelsea against my new match. You could bet on things like the number of Chelsea goals times by the number of corners times by the number of bookings. You can bet on player performances, team performances um, as well. So the big thing about spread betting, guys, is you can win much more than you could if you were just doing a normal fixed odd bet, but you could also lose more as well. But if you still just want to do normal fixed odds betting, you can absolutely do that with SpreadX as well. So SpreadX offers a full fixed odds service as well. So all the main odds like we're reading out on the show, everything you'd expect to find as a market on your traditional bookmakers that you probably already use week in, week out, that's on SpreadX as well. What's not to love? All right. So it's time for the championship, Tom. I mean... We have to start Friday. Uh, the pod will go out before this game. Uh, me and Tom, if you if you are new to the show, will know that we are massive Nottingham Forest fans. Biggest game in world football tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Derby County, Nottingham Forest. Tom, how are you feeling? And do you have anything that you'd like to tip for the profit chasers? Feeling confident. You know, we're what? Unbeaten, lost just one in 14 now, I believe. Uh, Derby are on a good run, are on a good run themselves. But you know, we've not lost in seven consecutive games against Derby. I, I think unders is the way to go here. It's not, it's not the most exciting Derby from a neutral point of view, is it? Um, Forest against Derby County at the moment. Uh, seven out of the last eight games have been under 2.5 goals. Um, I expect that to continue again this this weekend. Yeah, I I do too. Um, you've got two managers. One one that is obviously new, uh, Wayne Rooney's Derby County. Uh, I know that fans love it when you when you name their celebrity manager in their team name, uh, just as Frank Lampard's Derby County before them. But yeah, uh, you've got Rooney who has started his career as you know building from the back, being tough to beat. They've got a really good defensive record. And Forrest as well. Uh, Forrest have got the best defence in the league over the last 12 games. Absolutely mind-blowing stat uh, when you have a look at where they are in the league table. Uh, I think one stat, Tom, that points towards under 2.5 goals is this. Derby County are unbeaten when scoring the first goal this season and Forrest have won every single game after scoring the first goal. They are the only club to do so. So if you put those two together, basically if there is a goal for either side, there are statistics there to say that they will hold on to it. So, you know, if yeah. if Derby go one nil up, God forbid, you know, the stats are there to show that Derby are are more than capable of seeing the game out. They may not necessarily push on for a second and flip that on Forrest. We've obviously got a bit more uh, to read into with Hewton. He's been in the game a lot longer than Rooney in terms of management. And uh, yeah, that's kind of bread and butter for him, isn't it? Uh, building from the back and being tough to beat. So yes, Tom, I, you know, I'd like to apologize to the profit chasers for the amount of under 2.5 goals that we're uh, tipping out. This one's at four to nine. Uh, I just can't see, you know, a blockbuster 
tie at all. Uh, 15 to 8 for the draw. I'll probably have my eye on that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad price at all. 15 to 8 for the draw. Um, right, moving on from the big derby, let's take a look at Mick McCarthy's Cardiff. <laughs> what a run of form there on. What an effect Mick McCarthy's had. You know, we talk about managers having this effect, this mythical thing called effect when they uh, when they take charge of a club. And Mick McCarthy has a lot of effect. Eight games he's been in charge of Cardiff, drew the first two, won the next six. Um, it's seen them overtake Bournemouth and kind of crash what looked like it was beginning to be a bit of a closed club in the playoffs. Um, so Cardiff now in sixth place, level on points in Bournemouth, with Bournemouth, who are in seventh. They go away to Middlesbrough um, this weekend and they are priced very generously, if I may say so, at 17 to 10 to, to get another win. So this is a club who won six in a row and they're nearly two to one to get a seventh win in a row. And Middlesbrough, for me, I'm not scared of Middlesbrough. Not at all. They've lost four of the last five games at home. If I just read out some of Middlesbrough's home results, last five games, lost 1-0 to Blackburn, lost 3-0 to Rotherham, lost 4-1 to Brentford, lost 3-1 to Bristol City, beat Huddersfield 2-1. Shocking. Rubbish home record. Cardiff firing on all cylinders. Keith and Moore, as we mentioned, I feel like every week, um, amongst the best strikers in the championship and amongst the goals. Yeah, definitely. Cardiff looked like a really good price and a really good bet for this weekend. Yes, Mick McCarthy, he said that since he's been in, the form has been beyond his wildest dreams, he said. Oh, has it been beyond your wildest dreams? <laughs> I think I think Big Mick is being a little bit modest um, there, but yeah, uh, Cardiff, an excellent looking bet this weekend. Tom, Swansea. Good old Swans. Uh, three to four at home to Bristol City. We we mentioned, didn't we, Tom, um, in our little WhatsApp chat, you know, Bristol City, 3-0 up away at Middlesbrough, Nigel Pearson's first game. And the first thing you could say was, wow, what what an effect he's had. I know you love you love a management effect, don't you? I love it. Yeah, you love the whole new manager bouncing. I'm not that into it, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, I think that despite Pearson, despite that win, etc., etc., they're going to come unstuck against Swansea. Swansea have been pretty poor over the last three games. They struggled against Forest, but won. Uh, they got unstuck away at uh, Huddersfield in a freak result, and they got back to winning ways against Coventry, although it wasn't convince, convincing. I think... This game, you play it 10 times, Swansea win nine of them. They're three to four. I've seen enough this season as a whole to back them against uh, a team who up until uh, the weekend were in, well, midweek, sorry, were in absolute free fall. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was going to say Swansea myself. So just to add a bit more onto that, you know, Swansea's home record is so impressive. Um, it's the second best in the league. They've played 16 games at home. They've lost just one. And they've conceded just six goals in 16 games at home. So very often win to nil. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think Swansea at three to four is a, is a decent price this weekend. Next up. Next up, I'm going to jump on the Watford train. Six to four, 
for the Hornets to get a win away at Bournemouth. Uh, four consecutive wins for Watford has seen them go into third in the league, level on points with Brentford. So just outside the automatic promotion places on goal difference. Uh, it seems like things are starting to click for Watford now. You know, a lot of the time there's they've been criticised for being a bit boring, struggling to beat teams, not putting enough goals in the net for the quality that they have on the pitch. The last four games, 6-0 win against Bristol City seems to have sparked something. They followed that up with a 1-0 win against Preston, 2-1 win against Derby and a 3-2 win against Blackburn Rovers. So it looks like things are becoming a bit more attacking, a bit more, a little bit more open because um, they're starting to concede a few more as well. But... You know, with the quality they have on the pitch, they can definitely outscore pretty much any team in this in this division. Um, I'm just concerned by by Bournemouth at the moment. Jonathan Woodgate's come in when he first came in. He he kind of turned them around a little bit after Jason Tindall got sacked. He won three of the first four games. They've lost the most recent two against QPR and Cardiff. So so that concerns me. It just seems like. It's not quite right for Bournemouth at the moment. They they are a team who are, you know, looking down, looking over their shoulders. They've just been knocked out of the playoffs. And Watford, on the other hand, are, are looking up at automatic promotion. Yeah. I mean, since Woodgate's come in, they've beaten Birmingham, who are second bottom at the moment. Or, sorry, at least in the, uh, in the mix of it. Uh, they beat a... V- unbelievably drastically changed Burnley side in the FA Cup. They drew away at Forest and then they beat Rotherham at home. So when you have actually dissect those those results, they haven't gone out and, you know, they haven't gone toe-to-toe with Norwich or Brentford or Swansea or anyone like that. I, I'm, I'm completely and utterly with you uh, on this, Tom. Uh, Cisco uh, changed the formation a couple of weeks ago, uh, dropped 4-4-2. Went 4-3-3. Sema, Pedro and Saar as his front three. Obviously, they all got a goal in midweek. I think that has been the key. No Dini, no Andre Gray. A little bit of out with the old, in with the new kind of feeling. And uh, yeah, they're benefiting. So, completely behind you on that one. Tom, another team that I'm not overly scared to talk about and back is Brentford but this does come with an asterisk so Brentford have got Stoke at home on Saturday Uh, Stoke haven't won any of their last eight games Uh, they have lost two of their last four games and only won two of their last six they're slowly fading away from uh, that playoff picture that we we had them pictured in I just before I say Brentford concretely, I just want to make sure that you check the team news uh, before uh, you back them. So Ivan Tony's injury, he missed the Coventry game. And uh, I mean, you know, this guy's the top scorer and top assister in the championship. I, I mean, it's, you know, you don't have to be a brain surgeon to work out that any team in the league will miss him. But all, also uh, Fosu and De Silva not involved. Uh, De Silva, I believe, came off the bench. Uh, but Fosu, in particular, uh, has been lightning down the wings. And De Silva, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he scored two unbelievable goals away at Reading. So 
I think if Brentford have got at least two of those three playing, you can back Brentford at four to five. I think if two of them, as definitely if three of them are missing, I'd probably mm. leave it alone. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, any more though for you in the champ? Uh, yeah, I do have one. Um, it's not controversial, but it's it's a little bit of an outsider, and people may not like it at all. Uh, but we are looking at Rotherham, Reading, draw. So twenty one to ten for this. Uh, I also wanted to uh, go through the um, Rotherham double chance, which I'll get onto in a minute. But basically. Tom, I saw this on a Reading uh, like kind of analytics Twitter page that uh, the pod follows. And since their first eight games, Reading's form has been 13th in the league. Mm. I think they're still riding a little bit of a wave. I still remain a massive fan of the front four. And a couple of weeks ago, I said, you know, that I believed in, in Reading. I still maintain that they could make the playoffs and then with those four, they, they could be dangerous. But, you know, I saw uh, that stat and did my own research off the back of it. And it, it's not pretty. I'll be honest with you. It's not pretty. And Rotherham are going through a little bit of a tough stage at the moment. But being a Forest fan, I watched them live uh, midweek in which they lost to Forest. They... They hit the, the crossbar. The goal Forrest scored was offside in two phases. And uh, their striker uh, miskicked an opportunity from six yards out, just completely missed the ball. Uh, there was enough in that that I saw to think that they could go toe-to-toe with Reading. And Rotherham or draw is 40 to 85, which is an interesting price. And the draw, which is what I fancy on the nose is 21 to 10. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Rotherham scare me. There's so many losses in between these two sides combined over like the last <laughs> the last five games. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Rotherham got something out of the game. Yeah, uh, I'm a little bit a little bit surprised you don't fancy QPR. Can we touch on that for 10 seconds? Go for every team in the championship today. Well, I'm just wondering, they're, they're your kind of team. They're uh, they're riding on the crest of a wave. They're playing against a Birmingham side that have lost eleven games, one of the worst home records in the league. Just just wanted to know why you why you don't fancy him. I think it's just because it's QPR, and I've still got <laughs> I've still got you know memories of the last couple of seasons where they've been pretty bang average to poor. The start of this season, you know, the first half of the season, pretty bang average to poor. Um, and they've turned it round. Granted, in the last the last few weeks, they've been they've been really good since the turn of the year. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just I feel like it it's going to end every week, and it's it's not ending. <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> ending. I, I get you. I've I've been dodging them uh, myself again because I've been playing half decent teams. But I'm pretty much happy to back anyone against Birmingham. They're six to four, and Tom. I think it's fair to say. Uh, Norwich to beat Wickham away four to nine. We don't need to say much more about that, do we? Mm, yeah, I'm, uh, you've got me really thinking about QPR now. 
<laughs> I just, so I'm looking at the results as we as we speak. You know, I've pulled up the results on my phone, and yeah, you know, since mid Jan, they've beat Cardiff, they've beat Watford, they've beat Brentford, they've beat Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. That's really impressive. Yeah, they're nine points off the playoffs at the moment. Just That's really I, impressive. I just wanted to ask you because I thought that was the most Tom Pipkin tip mm. that you could possibly look at. Uh, yeah, six to four for the R's if you fancy them. Yeah, because that's that's a good price. That's a good price. I'll be keeping my eye on that definitely. <coughs> right, shall we look at League One now? Yes, I'm going to get us started with a, the fastest tip ever: Peterborough two to five home to Wigan. They'll win. You're up. So I'm going to look at. Uh, I'm going to just look at our favourite market again in the Fleetwood against Accrington game. So under 2.5 here is 8 to 13. Um, statistically, both of these sides, their games haven't featured many goals at all recently. So seven of the last eight Fleetwood games, they've been under 2.5. Five of the last six Accrington games have been under 2.5. So yeah, I, I think Simon Grayson's come into Fleetwood Town, um, inherited a side that was really starting to drop down the league, lot, racking up lots of losses. And I always think the first thing you do as a manager when you when you come into a side like that, you try and tighten them up. Uh, he's done that, as you can tell, by by their low-scoring games. You know, they're not really winning many. They've only won one against Doncaster in like the last nine games. But if, if they lose, they're losing 1-0. They're drawing a lot of games. They've got three nil-nils in the last seven or eight games. So the obvious one there is, uh, is under 2.5. Yes, we're not doing a good job at, at selling this uh, this sport that we love, are we? No, we're not, are we? <laughs> no, we're not doing very well at all. But we're we're in the business to win bets. Let's talk about Shrewsbury. But just before we go into Shrewsbury, yes. Just before we go into that, weren't you saying a few weeks ago that statistically this season, yes, had like the least number of goals for. 20 years or something yeah, like that. I'm around, sure you rolled out a stat to back up all these unders. Yeah. Around Christmas time, uh, the cha- it was about the championship. Yeah, uh, yeah. It had the lowest um, amount of goals at this stage since in the last 20 years. So since uh, since the year 2000, basically. So, mm. yeah. Um, again, talked to all the managers, the pragmatic approaches, the pressures on... Uh, finances, yada, yada. We could do a whole pod on that. But yeah, um, that is the case in the champ. Shrewsbury, Tom. Flying. I mean, Steve Cottrell, uh, I believe he's out of hospital now, um, but not at full capacity. His assistants are still taking the reins. Uh, Shrewsbury up to the dizzy heights of 16th. They've got, and drum roll for insert celebrity's name before club, Joey Barton's Bristol Rovers away. <laughs> Joey Barton took charge of his first game in midweek. They lost a gigantic game uh, at home to Wigan, 2-1. I'm not blaming Joey at all. I think he was in there for a matter of days. Uh, but I just think even if Joey had been in there for, you know, two, three, four weeks. I think what you've got here is a Bristol Rovers side trying to find their feet under a manager as quickly as possible. 
against a team that is just going about their business and kind of throwing any adversity to to the curbside, to be honest with you. Shrewsbury have been fantastic. They haven't lost in their last four games. Uh, They've only lost one of their last six. And, you know, they beat MK Dons, Tom, who we're big fans of in midweek. Uh, They drew away at Accrington. They beat Sunderland at home. They beat Swindon away. Um, They had a hiccup against Crewe. But before that, uh, they beat Peterborough at home. Shrewsbury are, are banging form at the moment and they're priced at 13 to 10. Yes, there may be the new manager bounce with Barton's first game where he's got you know, a good amount of time on the training ground, etc. So you've got to be wary, but uh, 13 to 10, I, I can't resist. Shrewsbury, as you say, bang in form. Um, I don't know about you, but no more for me. Really, yeah? No more from you. Okay, uh, yeah, I just have uh, one more, really. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm aligned with you. I don't think League One is the best league to be back in. I am looking at Sunderland, Tom. I think, I think a streak is coming. An Undertaker kind of streak. Streaky Lee he's on his way. Uh, they've won four in a row. Uh, they've they're unbeaten in five of the last six playing against a crew side that did get a very impressive win against Accrington in midweek but I'm looking at the game before that and they lost away at Swindon that just sends the most unbelievable amount of alarm bells around it's it's unbelievable Swindon all at sea at the moment and Sunderland you know beaten uh, Fleetwood They've beaten Burton and, you know, Burton are a very different side as what the league table says right now. Uh, Football League trophy victory over Lincoln, beat Doncaster 4-1. It's, it's been really impressive at the moment and uh, I'm backing uh, Lee Johnson and, and the uh, Black Cats at 11-10 away at Crewe. Okay, cool. Wouldn't surprise me at all if Streaky Lee started another proper streak here for, for Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. He needs to as well. It's uh, it's incredibly tight in League One, so uh, be yeah. good timing. Definitely. So let's have a little look at League Two then. There's a there's a few standouts in League Two for me. I much prefer League Two to, to League One, to be honest. Okay. Um, kick things off for me with Bolton Wanderers at home to Barrow. So... Bottom Wanderers are priced at five to six for the win. Um, they've won four games in a row now, um, unbeaten in the last six, and it's seen them really move up the league to, to just two points outside the playoffs. So they've really worked their way up the table. Things are really starting to click now for Bolton after a very dodgy first half of the season. But um, yeah, three clean sheets in the last four games, three of which, as I mentioned, they've won. Uh, beating Scunthorpe, Southend, Mansfield and Stevenage. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think they're generally really creditable results. The Mansfield game, where you talked about before, they were 2-0 down, came back in the last 10 minutes to win 3-2, shows really good character. A win away at Southend, you know, we look at Southend and you see they're 22nd in the league table, but this is a Southend side who have just been away to Forest Green Rovers and won 3-1. Um, so they, they are owed more respect than the than the league table suggests. So for me, Bolton to get a fifth win in a row against a Barrow side 
in 23rd in the league, who have lost four out of the last five games, I think it's a good price. On paper, Tom, I've got this one. Uh, of course I have. On this, I've just wrote better the weekend. Yeah. For me. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. It is really, really good. good. Uh, excellent price. A team flying with massive momentum against a team that's just dropped into the bottom two. So, yeah, uh, I'm all on Bolton. Uh, nice segue, Tom. Thanks for the assist. Forest Green, I'm tipping. Uh, three to four at home to Colchester. We're in a forgiving mood, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We're, you know, we're giving everyone a second chance. Um, Forest Green, as you mentioned, Tom, lost 3-1 at home to Southend. Um, it's, it was a freak result. Anyone that has seen the uh, Southend United goal, I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember who it was. I should have should have looked at it before I did the pod. But... Basically, there's a 40-yard strike uh, for Southend against Forest Green. It's it's got to be it's got to be EFL goal of the season. It's that good. It's unbelievable. So I didn't see the rest of the game, but I imagine it was just one of those games where everything went in for Southend and everything clicked. And you know those teams are are more than capable. But Forest Green, what do you want when you are Kind of down in the doldrums, and you need a, you need to bounce back. You want Colchester at home, Tom, and they've won one out of fifteen on the road. They haven't won any of the last seven away games. They haven't won in any of the last thirteen games in general. They're down to twenty-first. This is a team that was sniffing around the playoffs <laughs> the first month or the first two months of the season. Their fall from grace has been absolutely catastrophic. And I fancy Forest Green to get back to winning ways very comfortably. Three to four. You know, before that South End game, South End had won three in a row. They'd won four in the last five. Uh, I see nothing to knock back FGR here. Yeah, I agree. Colchester are having an absolute shocker, aren't they? One, absolute shocker. And like, we laugh. Tom, we laugh. Football is an insane game. Right now, right now, they are only seven points clear of Barrow. Barrow have a game in hand. Wow. Barrow win that. I mean, rele- they are in a relegation fight. Make, make no mistake. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely they are. So... Um, yeah, I've, I have Forest Green, so that is two of the three like standouts that I was talking about at the top of League Two. So the third one for me is Bradford. They're away. <laughs> it's the hat trick. They're away at Walsall, and they're priced at seven to five to get the win, which again is is a good price because I mention Walsall every week on the podcast how they cannot keep a clean sheet uh, to save their lives. So, since we last recorded, Walsall have played two games, um, failed to keep a clean sheet in both those games. So, it's now 20 consecutive games for Walsall where they haven't kept a clean sheet. Uh, On top of that, in their games specifically against Bradford, so head-to-head, Walsall haven't kept a clean sheet for 11 consecutive games against Bradford. So, the Omens aren't really looking good here for Walsall. Um, and this is a Bradford side who have got so much momentum right now. 
scoring plenty of goals. They've won five out of the last six games. You know, that they've beaten high flying teams in the league, such as Cheltenham, Morecambe, Leighton Orient, even who are up there uh, in and around the playoffs. So, yeah, really impressed with Bradford and their results, their upturn in form. Walsall, really, really flat and poor, conceding plenty of goals. Um, so, yeah, for me, Bradford are a good price to get another win. Yeah, you could probably tell from you know my sharp intake of breath that you we went for a hat trick there of uh, taking each other's tips. I think which which is probably <laughs> a good sign in all honesty. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, <laughs> great. Yeah, so that's that's that then. I think for League Two, no more for me, no more from you. Let's um, quickly recap last week's bumper of troubles and give you this week's bumper of troubles. Yeah, so we'll do a very quick job of going through these. As I mentioned, um, we I had uh, Exeter to beat Grimsby in an early kickoff. The only game in the top four divisions postponed. I managed to pick it out. Then I had Brentford away at Coventry in another early kickoff. Obviously, I had no idea that De Silva, Fossu and Tony wouldn't be involved. That would have changed my thinking drastically although I probably would have still um, fancied Brentford, just not as strong. Anyway, they lost 2-0 um, to Coventry. And then I had Plymouth away at Rochdale, and unbelievably, that was 0-0. So, stinker. Yeah, that's not good. Um, for me, I had Chelsea against Southampton in the early Saturday kickoff. That was one all. Um, I then had Oxford against... Ipswich in League One, that was 0-0. And finally, Man City against Arsenal on Sunday. And that did end in a Man City victory. So, not good all round. Not great. However, uh, new week of opportunity. So, if you're new to the show and you haven't guessed by now, this is the part where we put together all of our tips, uh, all of our research, knowledge, stats that we've dug up, etc. And we come up with a treble each that we recommend that you back. We back our own bets with £10 stakes, but we only want you guys to bet what you can afford to lose. So please gamble aware. And obviously, every price that we read out is courtesy of our partners at SpreadX. Remember, you can sign up for a new account, bet 25, and then you get five for five free bets at the value of five pounds each so it's bet 25 get 25 um and yeah spreadx.com slash fbp all right i'll go first then so we're going to start in the champ with cardiff away at middlesbrough priced at 17 to 10 then uh, we're going to go in league one peterborough at home to wigan priced at two to five and then in league two Bolton against Barrow, Bolton to win at five to six. So a mixed bag there in terms of prices. Ten pounds example stake on sixty-nine thirty. Hey, that's pretty good. That it is uh, the Cardiff the Cardiff price kind of acts as a counterweight to the Peterborough price, which is quite short. Yes, of course. Yeah, um, Cardiff's where the real value is coming from. But you know, you've got bet of the weekend. I think in uh, Bolton Wanderers, so hopefully that stands you in good stead. Uh, I am going to rattle off mine now. So I am going to back Sunderland away at Crewe in League 1, priced at 11 to 10. Then we're going to drop into League 2, 
And we're going to go for two of those three, Tom, that we read out and we both liked. We're going to go for Bradford away at Walsall, 7-5. And we're going to go for ooh, FGR in their new kit made from recycled coffee beans, which I saw on Twitter, which uh, perked me up a bit. 3-4 <laughs> at home to Colchester. £10 on. 88.20 back. Yeah, so I really like that treble. Um, hopefully at least one of us will get We'll get a win this weekend, but we've picked some strong teams between us. Absolutely. Um, let's just have a quick look at fantasy football. We didn't go through it last week, so there has been some change in the top 10. Um, personally, I got 99 points this week, which was 44 above the average. So that was good. I was quite pleasantly surprised. Good for you, pal. <laughs> we won't ask how you've done, Tom, but we will read out the top 10. Um, so from 10 to 1, we have Scott Strang, Mark Johnston, Chris Hindle, uh, Richard Tyler Evans, David Arias, Footy Links, Owen Fagan, Andrew Robson, David Doherty and Sean Hayes with Rybridge United currently in the number one spot. Um, there is still time to join the Fantasy Football League. We can give you the league code whenever you want it. Just ask us on social media. Uh, if you are beating Sean who is on 1,732 points. That is a pretty astronomical points total. But if you are beating that, you can join our league. You can sit yourself right at the top and you can swoop in and claim the £20 free bet that is on offer for the winner. Yes, you can. And social media, as Tom just touched on, T underscore FB podcast, Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash podcast. And if you want to email us with any uh, questions, inquiries, etc., footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you, haven't, if you have enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you would a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or alternatively, as we've mentioned throughout the show, you can help support the pod by uh, going to SpreadX, spreadx.com forward slash FBP and taking advantage of that, of that Bet25, Get25 offer. Yeah, wraps it up, Tom. Uh, good luck this weekend. I'd love to see your bet slips if you uh, if you do get on any of the tips that we've read out or your own tips. I'd love to see uh, winners, so send them all in. Go well, and thanks for taking the time to tune in. Thank you, guys. We'll speak to you again next week. <laughs>